Eve. I'm leaving around like 12. That's like sands through the hourglass. Or we can just get right into it if you, if, you, if you'd like. Is that alright? Yeah, you Welcome everybody to the October 10th, 2020 edition of Wisecast. I am your host, Aaron Weiss, alongside the Milledgeville Mamba himself, Bryant K. Stinson. What up? Dude, how's, how's it hanging over in, uh, over in the desert? It's getting cooler, which is nice. Slowly, the uh, that's really it. It's just getting cooler, which is nice. <laughs> that is nice. Uh, I know we talked a lot about weather last week, so I'm just gonna kind of <laughs> breeze over that, you know. Um, but yeah, you you got a lot going on today, so I'm just gonna get right into the intro, and we can we can just cruise on through this this episode. Of course, this is Weisscast, the show where each and every week on your favorite podcast service, Bryant and I talk about the nerdy news we think you need to know about. If you like that, be a part of the show at patreon.com slash Weisscast, where you can ask your questions that you want to be aired on the podcast. Still haven't had anyone write in, but, you know, I'm praying for next week. Also, Patreon early and uncut. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Chronoslinger. If you don't have any change to toss our way, no big deal. You can catch the show each and every Saturday on Patreon and Sunday on podcast services around the globe. Housekeeping for you. In a few weeks, it will be our guest episode where we talk about a list. I polled Instagram, just like I said I would last week, and the top 10 Desert Island games won in a landslide. Also, this week's episode will be a little different. We are going to do one article and then spend the majority of the show looking back at this generation of games. Bryant and I will be chatting about what made this generation great and not so great. So stay tuned. It's going to be a fun one. Today's episode is brought to you by Weiss Camera Action, but more on that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be from around the web. Let's read the news. Bryant, I'm not even going to ask. I know we have a baker's dozen, but it's only one. Um, <laughs> Sounds about right. This, our lone article comes from Tom Warren at The Verge. Oh, surprise. Shocker. We got a Tom Warren why, article from The Verge. Why are we sponsored by The Verge? <laughs> you know what? I've asked Vox at least once. <laughs> If we could be a part of their lineup, and they haven't gotten back to me, so Yikes. come on, you know, Vox. Uh, come on. Tom Warren writes: Microsoft is working on a quote direct browser-based solution unquote to bring XCloud to iOS early next year. Sources familiar with Microsoft's plans tell The Verge that the company has been developing a web version of xCloud to run on iOS and iPadOS devices, alongside continuing its work on an app that it hopes to will also eventually run on Apple's platform. Microsoft's gaming chief, Phil Spencer, revealed that the company's browser-based xCloud work 
During a recent internal all-hands meeting, quote, we absolutely will end up on iOS, end quote, said Spencer during the meeting, noting that he, quote, feels good, end quote, about the company's iOS progress. Quote, <laughs> there's a lot of quotes in here. We'll end up on iPhones and iPads with Game Pass, unquote. Business Insider first reported the news of the web version of iOS. Apple has been blocked has been blocking services like xCloud and Stadia from running on iOS devices via its app store and recently offered an olive branch to these services with some big restrictions. Apple insists that developers must individually submit their games as separate apps using their streaming tech. Microsoft and Google are free to create a catalog style app that collects and links out to all these individual apps. Microsoft wasn't impressed with Apple's approach, and xCloud's potential launch on iPhones and iPads has been left in limbo as a result. We understand Microsoft is targeting an early 2021 release for web-based version of xCloud for Apple's devices. This browser version would bypass the App Store, just like Amazon is doing with its new Luna gaming service. During the same all-hands call at Microsoft, Spencer also discussed the company's plan for xCloud on PC. Spencer described PC as a, quote, great opportunity, quote, for both Game Pass and game streaming. Microsoft is now aiming to bring xCloud to Windows 10 PCs in 2021. The software giant has been testing a preview version with employees for months, and it will debut at some point next year. So... That was kind of a long article saying that xCloud is coming to iOS devices very soon. Um, what do you think about the browser-based solution, Bryant? It seems, I mean, it seems really, really interesting. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like, I don't feel like that's the the best way to kind of go about doing things for xCloud, but I mean, these are really new at the moment, and so I feel like this will have to be something that Microsoft kind of continues to work through and work out over time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I I don't I don't claim to to know much of anything about cloud storage or how that stuff works. I don't work for Microsoft. <laughs> Although, I wish I did. Microsoft, if you hear this, uh, will you <laughs> buy Wisecast? It is for sale for literally just 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 pay our bill, our our hosting service bill, and that's <laughs> that's and maybe a small royalty per episode. Yeah, we maybe. have we have over fifty episodes in the library, so um, you know, I think it's interesting that. This article specifically mentioned Amazon's Luna. Um, it, it didn't bring this up in the article, but I'm wondering if xCloud is trying to beat Luna to launch on iOS. Mm. Um, that would make a lot of sense. And, um, you know, I think, like, I, I'm kind of with you. I don't understand the whole, like, cloud computing, cloud gaming thing, but... Um, if you're able to go through a browser, I'm wondering if you're going to have to go through Microsoft Edge on iOS, which, I mean, whatever. I'll download that app. It won't take up very much space. And then literally yeah. just, just favorite the xCloud page and, like, have to literally only use that as xCloud. Like, that's what I'll do if I have to. But, um, yeah, I don't 
I don't completely understand um, Apple's logic with saying that it wants to review every game. I mean, they say it's a direct competitor to Apple Arcade, but Apple Arcade is not putting out this high caliber of games. Um, I will say, though, um, some of the smaller indie games that are on xCloud probably do more directly compete with Apple Arcade. Um, some of the bigger games on Apple Arcade. So maybe that's where they're coming from. But yeah, I, I think this is interesting. And I'm glad to know that Microsoft is actively working on solutions. Um, I mean, still nothing from Google on Stadia. I kind of think Stadia is dead. I mean, they, they don't, they haven't said anything about Stadia in such a long time. Dang. RIP. But, you know, what isn't dead yet, Bryant? What's that? This generation of games. Not yet. Give it Not like yet. A, give it like a year. <laughs> well, like a month. But it won't be fully dead. In you're right, you're right. It's, about a year later. It's about to go into hospice in a month, and then it'll oh, be on. Geez, man. <laughs> well, it was either hospice or life support. And I feel like hospice is a better place to be in for a year than life support. Fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is the eighth generation of games that we are currently in. And isn't it crazy that we're about to go into the ninth? You, why did yeah. you just hold up seven? <laughs> <laughs> oh, listeners, if only you could help teach Bryant his numbers. Yeah. Yeah, coming from the guy who doesn't know what a... Never mind. Ninth generation of games. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The eighth generation of video game consoles began in 2012 and is is the current video game console generation. The generation began with the release of the Wii U and the PlayStation 4 was announced on February 20th, 2013 and it was released worldwide on November 15th, 2013. Microsoft announced the Xbox One on May 21st, 2013, a day that will forever live in infamy. It had its first regional release on November 22nd, 2013. For handheld consoles, the generation began in February 2011. The first handheld was the Nintendo 3DS, and the PlayStation Vita was released in December 2011. It was first available in Western countries in February 2012. It is believed by the video game media that the 8th generation home consoles were to compete with smartphone, tablet, and smart TV gaming markets. Because of this, some analysts believe that the 8th generation would be the last generation of consoles. Boy, were they wrong. Other microconsoles, such as the NVIDIA Shield, the Steam Box, the OUYA, can't, can't forget the OUYA, and GameStick, were attempting to compete in this market. Nintendo officially discontinued the Wii U on January 31st, 2017, in anticipation of the March 3rd, 2017 worldwide release of the Nintendo Switch. The Switch is a hybrid console that acts as both a home console and handheld device. It's unclear the late if if it is a late entry in the early or in the eighth generation of consoles or the beginning of the ninth generation of consoles. Um, yeah, Nintendo kind of 
writes its own book, you know? Yeah, yeah, they really do. Like Nintendo, we're just like, ah, whatever. <laughs> uh, we lost next one. Um, yeah. Huh. Yeah. So, this generation is probably the most active video game generation, or active I've been in a video game generation. Um, I can agree with that. I I started playing video games in the uh, I guess the fifth generation or the fourth. Yeah, the fourth with uh, the the Super Nintendo. Yeah, I started playing video games then, and obviously, uh, I mean, I've I've been playing games since I was like three years old. Um, and you know, as a kid growing up, you might play a, a lot of video games, but I mean, you're not necessarily as into them as you are like when you're older. I mean, if you're still if you're a gamer when you're older. Um, I mean, I've definitely bought the most games I've ever bought this generation. I played online the most I've ever played online this generation. Um, this was one of, if not the best console generations of all time, mm. in my opinion. Um, and, you know, I never had a Wii U. Um, I own the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, so I can speak to those. Um, and I can just remember from the get-go that PlayStation 4 was going to be something special. And Xbox had such a rocky launch. Yeah, they did. <laughs> um, Which we could definitely talk about. <laughs> and we definitely, we definitely will. Um, it's like it, it was clear from the announcements of these consoles that PlayStation was going to win this generation, you know. Um, but just because Xbox had a launch uh, launch that was rocky doesn't mean it didn't do well. And Brian, I want to hear your thoughts on the beginning of the xbox generation because i believe you beat me to getting an xbox one i think i had one in march of 2014 i think mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It, like ugh. man i just remember there's so many things about the xbox one that so off of the back of the 360 PS3 generation, Xbox did really well. Um, you typically would think that they would capitalize on that momentum going into the next generation. Uh, and they did it. <laughs> and, and I remember um, there were several things about the, about the Xbox One generation that didn't get it off to a good start. Um, one of the main ones was when they were announcing some of the new features the majority of the new features that they announced had nothing to do with video games. Um, it's a video game console. Why are you not talking about video game related features? Um, they were talking more about it being kind of an all in one entertainment system and being able to record live TV and 
um, all of these, all of these different things that really, it was just so weird to be talking about this with, with a, a video game console. Um, the name kind of weird. My Xbox One, go from Xbox 360 to Xbox One. It's just not a, it's just not a, not the a transition name wise that makes the most sense, especially considering that the like pre-launch name was like the Xbox 720. I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which would have made a little bit more sense opposed to the X, opposed to the Xbox One. Um, yeah, it, that so that was really strange. The biggest one of the biggest things that was weird was the connect was mandatory like you had to get a connect with the xbox one initially at launch the connect was probably one of the worst video gaming decisions of all time it didn't work that well none of the connect specific games were of any kind of kind of quality or note not not any good um the xbox at one point said that you had to have a constant internet connection to use it um which kind of negates a little bit of your player base i remember microsoft tried to push back against sharing games or buying used games as a part of their platform um that was before gamestop kind of was heading into hospice care (laughs) where where it is currently um i'm trying to think of some of some other ones i mean it was less powerful than the playstation 4 graphically Mm -hmm. Which that is not something that I necessarily put a lot of stock in, but it, but the fact that when they decided to release kind of later iterations of the Xbox One, that one of the things that they made sure to to be to make a crystal clear message was the fact that it was going to be a more powerful console than the initial PlayStation Four. So they kind of recognized the the ground that they lost in that way. Um, it was also more expensive than the PlayStation Four when it first came out. Um, it, it just it's just weird. It just kind of this weird this weird thing, which is I think why Microsoft has kind of decided to right that wrong this time around and actually mm-hmm. be cheaper, at least on the side of the Xbox Series S. So yeah, Microsoft had a really really rocky start, and it took them a while to find their feet. And I also think that because of their rocky start, um, that put them in a position where they weren't able to compete with sony in the same ways when it came to the types of games that they were putting out so um that's kind of the negative side of the of the console generation specifically with xbox um that it really struggled yeah they're they're early i mean you know two to three years i'm trying to think of when the one s released I don't know if it was the same year as the series at, or the one X, which was 2017, or if it was a year before, which was 2016. But I would say that their start until ha- getting the one S was like really rough. And they didn't start catching up until the one S came out. Um, well, I wouldn't even say catching up. They started kind of, kind of being Nintendo esque and like carving their own path. Um, they they did things like backwards compatibility. Whenever they announced that, that was huge. And that came um, 
like right after the release of Rare Replay, which brought a lot of, um, you know, Xbox 360 games to the Xbox One. Um, that was an amazing launch. And that was just an incredible consumer move, consumer friendly move. Uh, ever since the launch of the One S, Xbox has been very consumer friendly. Um, the the head of Xbox changed, uh, went from Don Matrick, who made all of those unfortunate announcements, to Phil Spencer, who is uh, just killing it as head of Xbox. Um, they have shifted to focus on games. They've gobbled up studios um, left and right. They now have 23. I don't know exactly how many they had at the beginning of the console generation, but it was not nearly that many. I want to say they tripled their amount of studios. Um, you know, later on the line, Game Pass came along. Um, and, you know, even before Game Pass, they, well, I don't know if Microsoft was like allowing it, but you could, people figured out that game sharing was a thing. So if, if I logged in on your Xbox and made up my home console and you did the same on mine, you and I would be able to share all of our digital games. Um, that was very early found out in the Xbox life cycle. And that was very, <laughs> that is what, or that is why I think a lot of our friends ended up getting Xboxes. Um, yeah, I think Xbox, the, the tale of Xbox this generation is being consumer friendly after a very not consumer friendly launch. Um, they took away Connect, or at least took away the bundle. They sold it separately for a while, um, but then discontinued it. And didn't even put the Connect port on the One S or the One X. Um, they lowered the price um, of the Xbox. They um, did things like Game Pass, where you pay ten or fifteen bucks a month, depending on your your tier and you get access to you know a couple hundred games and the ones that regularly get rotated in and out and but you get all microsoft first party games day one on game pass they're, they're doing so many things great towards the end of the generation and i think they have the momentum going into the next generation um but i mean this story of the generation isn't just about Xbox. There's also PlayStation. Um, and Brian, I don't know if you want to share again the launch of PlayStation, but it's kind of the complete opposite of Xbox. Yeah, I mean, the long and short is just think about Xbox. Think about what Xbox did wrong and then be like, well, PlayStation didn't do that. That's basically PlayStation's launch. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much it they literally had two people on stage with a playstation 4 game box and they're like this is how you share games on playstation they just hand exchanged it and i was like oh shoot slap yeah. in the face yep <laughs> um obviously i think we've talked about it before listeners but brian and i aren't huge playstation guys we both had them at one point um but we're just xbox guys uh we know xbox way better 
follow Xbox more. Um, the things I will say about PlayStation, and then I'll say about this generation as a whole. Um, you know, PlayStation, just like Bryant was saying, did everything right from the beginning. They made it easier for developers to make games for their console. They made their console all about games from the beginning. They made it uh, competitively priced. They made it consumer friendly. They really worked on PlayStation Network so it could actually compete with Xbox Live. But like I said, I'm an Xbox fanboy, so Xbox Live is way better. Um, they did, I mean, they did first party games correctly. And yeah, I mean, just killed it on the first party front and on the third party front. Like, um, Call of Duty shifted allegiances from Xbox to Sony midway through the generation. Um, the, I mean, they had third party, third, huge third party launches like Destiny came out with a, a, a uh, special edition PlayStation 4 when it launched in 2014. Um, there's just so many things that PlayStation did correct. Um, but things that apply to both are, I mean, digital games just exploded this generation for consoles. They, I mean, they've kind of, they've always kind of been a thing like on PC and um, they were obviously a thing in the previous generation before, but they were popularized, I think, this console generation. Um, for it, it's, it's becoming more about convenience, how you get your games. I know a lot of people still prefer physical but 99 percent of my games are digital and yeah same you know it's it's just so easy to close one game and open open the next game that i want to play um yeah and oh that kind of brings me into another feature of this generation um yeah about i forget what they're calling it or what it's called uh, where you can leave a game open. Oh, suspended games. You can leave a game open, open Netflix, watch it for a little bit, and then come right back to it. It's awesome. Um, obviously, it doesn't work with like online games where you have to connect to servers, etc. But if I'm playing like Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, for example, and I'm like, uh, I kind of want to pop over to Disney Plus and actually watch Star Wars. I can do that. And then I'm like, oh man, the Star Wars... Watching Star Wars makes me want to play Star Wars. Go back. It's amazing. Um, and it's going to get better with next generation as, you know, uh, hardware gets better. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just an amazing thing that came about this generation. Uh, I'm trying to think of other PlayStation specific things that. Oh, they changed their controller. Like, that was kind of a big surprise for a lot of PlayStation fans because it had largely been the same for PlayStation's entire existence. They did incremental updates. Um, but the DualShock 4, I mean, they widened it some. They made it a little bit wider. They made the grips more comfortable they made the sticks concave instead of convex why would you do yeah. that playstation 3 
come on. PlayStation 3 had the worst controller, like, ever. I hated it, but I love the PlayStation 3. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. They, they The triggers had, like, little wings on them to make it easier to trigger. Um, there was a touch panel. There was a light bar. Um, yeah, it just had all these cool yeah. ideas. That was one of the um, things I liked the most about about um, PlayStation's controller was the light bar um, would indicate what player you were. So, like, if you had a certain icon over your over your uh, character's head, your light bar's color would coincide with the icon on the player, which made it easy to know who you were. I remember Xbox used to have a thing on the 360 controller where you where one of the lights would be positioned in either uh, spots one, two, three, or four to to indicate what player you were. That went away in the Xbox One generation, um, yep. which I thought was really weird, a, a really interesting and kind of strange change. Um, yeah, one of one of my favorite things about this generation was um, PlayStation's hardware, especially with their controllers. Um, I love the light bar, um, all those different things. It, yeah, it's very good. Yeah, and the touchpad was used in early games for some things, but then it kind of ended up taking the place of like a select button. Yeah. Um, where you could just like bring up a map for a game, um, which is, I guess, kind of predictable, but it, it, I think it could have been used um, to port Vita games to PS4. Um, because Vita was touchscreen and used the touchscreen a good amount. Um, but I digress. The Oh, the PlayStation 4 DualShock 4 had a built-in battery. Xbox's controller still didn't have a built-in battery. It still doesn't. It still doesn't. Um, <laughs> Microsoft is glad to sell you a play and charge kit for $24.99. Um, and you know yeah. what, brother? I bought one because I was tired of <laughs> buying batteries. Um, Xbox's controller in my opinion, is the superior controller um, as far as comfort. I like the offsets, offset sticks. Yeah. Um, the triggers be feel better. Um, the games that utilize the haptics in the triggers is awesome. Um, I like the D-pad a little bit better. Um, but, I mean, I guess you could say this is like an, an incremental upgrade from the 360 to the Xbox One. Um, yeah. You didn't have a large, ugly hump on the back of the controller like you did with the 360. Um, it has a great weight to it. Uh, they Later iterations of the controller added a 3.5-millimeter headphone jack, just like the PlayStation controller had from the get-go, um, which made it really easy for headsets. I'm trying to think of other things. The bumpers were very clicky at first. Yeah. Like, very clicky. And I really, I, I dug it, honestly. But later iterations removed the clickiness. Oh, how can we talk about this generation and not talk about how customizable Xbox One controllers are? They literally have a whole website dedicated to it. Um, 
What do you know? You remember what the website's called? Not off the top of my head, no. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Probably www.pimpmyride.com or something. That's like. what it is. We got Exhibit doing these. <laughs> Xbox One controller customization design lab. I was close. Yeah, so you can go to Design Lab or xboxdesignlab.xbox.com and design your own. Um, and you can much, yeah, you can you can do any part of the controller, whether it's the sticks, the D-pad, the buttons, um, the triggers, the faceplate, the backplate. There are so many. Um, I will say it is a little bit more expensive than um well actually if you just start with a standard controller it's not more expensive but if you go if you want to get like a camo controller and customize that or a shadow controller and customize that it does become ten dollars more um but yeah you can customize literally any part of it and i think it's so cool um I haven't done that, but I do have a special edition Xbox One controller. It came out with Halo 5. Um, I have a Halo 5 uh, Xbox One controller, and I really enjoy it. It's a controller that I use all the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, this game generation brought about so much good and so much that I think is going to carry over to not only next generation, but future generations. But Bryant, it also brought a lot of not so good like the rise of microtransactions oh my word oh i'm my trying God. to i'm trying to think uh, uh, this kind of culminated in like what 2017 like this is like when people were like oh come on screw this yeah um the, i mean i think the most infamous culprit is Battlefront 2. Yeah. Um, Destiny had a lot of hate for it. Um, can you think of any other big multiplayer games that had? Uh, yeah, like you said, Destiny got some hate for it. Battlefront 2 was a real big culprit. MB the entirety of the NBA 2K franchise is riddled with microtransactions. Literally, to play NBA 2K, my career, with any... Uh, you, your character always starts off as a really low-rated player. You can actually work your player up to 99 if you just play games, but you have to play it for a while. You have to play it a certain difficulty, and they've since changed that. You have to play it a certain difficulty to get the most virtual currency as you could and then save up to be able to use those to um, to raise your attributes. Um, all levels had attribute caps, and if you would max all of your attribute caps out, you'd be at least an 85. And then as you play more games, you would, you would go past those caps to be able to raise your uh, player up to 99. It would take you hours upon hours if you just went that route to do that. Or you could mm -hmm. just 
pay 60 bucks and buy enough VC to do it. Um, everything in the game costs VC online. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just ridiculous. And, and, and it was, so like 2K was a really big culprit for it and still is. Um, I mean, you have FIFA Ultimate Team, which is, mm-hmm. which was really big for it for a while. Um, I'm trying to think if there were others. I think GTA had some issues with it. Yep. A little bit. Red Dead Redemption 2, when it came out, um, its its online economy was broken because of microtransactions and things being so expensive. Um, yeah, I mean, microtransactions were really, I mean, it's really, really, really rough on this on this generation. Um, I think <clears throat> Battlefront 2 was the one that, that caught the most flack for it, though. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it wasn't only multiplayer games. Um, yeah. I can't think of a long list of single player games, but I know one comes to mind, and that's um, Shadow of War. Yeah, uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War. Um, when that launched, it launched with microtransactions. And why would you need microtransactions for a single player story based game? I don't know. Um, that got a lot of hate around the same time as uh, Battlefront 2. And, and uh, two. Um, yeah. Actually, back now is like really, ga- really genuinely good. Good game. Uh, um, when he wants and then forget about it again. But yes. um, <laughs> that would play it maybe brian you want to play it yeah yeah why not why not why not i mean i hardly ever see you on xbox anymore but i know you're really busy and you're three hours different than me but uh well my xbox also also isn't here yet so oh right 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 it's it's actually should be here within the next few days if not today We'll see. Uh, very nice. That's why I don't ever <laughs> see you online anymore. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's the reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Uh, um, I'm not going to say whether this is good or bad, but this generation saw the rise of battle royales. Um, for those yeah. that don't know. Battle Royales are a subsect of shooter games. Well, it's kind of it's kind of branched out into other genres as well, but um, primarily shooter-based games, whether it be first or third person. Um, and you have dozens of players on a map, and you're fighting to become either the last person alive or the last squad alive. Um, yeah. I don't. I, th- I think PUBG. I don't think they started it, but it definitely popularized it. Um, and Fortnite ultra popularized it. Um, and then about a year after Fortnite, Apex came around. Apex Legends, and those are like the big three right now. Uh, with Warzone being Call of Duty, Warzone being a fourth. Call of Duty was kind of late to the whole battle royale. Yeah. Warzone, um, Warzone now, and then now a uh, Fall Guys. 
Oh yeah, I forget Fall Guys is a battle royale. I it is, yeah, it is um, a battle royale. <laughs> yeah, and then you also have games like Tetris ninety nine, mm-hmm. um, Mario thirty five, hey, Mario thirty five. Yeah, those are battle royales. But uh, I mean, typically when I think of battle royales, I think of the PUBGs, the Fortnites, the Apexes. Uh, I play a lot of Apex. Um, it, in my opinion, it's the best one, and. PUBG, though. PUBG has a place in my heart. I love PUBG. It's so good. And, you know what? Screw Fortnite. I think we can agree on that. <laughs> Fortnite's very good. It's very yeah. good. But, yeah, screw Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not for me. I, I'm not... Yeah. I, I can't split my mind to build and shoot. And there are people that can do both at the same time, and it really makes me mad. Um, <laughs> Yeah, battle royales are great. Mm-hmm. I, and of course, you you saw some battle royales kind of come and go very quickly, mm-hmm. like Call of Duty Blackout. Yeah, four um, didn't didn't really do that well. I, I think there was a point in which it was gonna go free to play, and didn't go free to play quick enough, and then it just kind of died. I think Warzone has a little bit more staying power about it than than Blackout did. Um, yeah, because um, yeah, I think they're planning on updating Warzone for the next Call of Duty launch, as opposed to creating a whole new Battle Royale. Yeah, which is smart. Which is smart. That's what they should have done in the first, body, first place, but whatever. Um, yeah. I'm not Activision and all their infinite wisdom. <laughs> I'm trying to uh, think of uh, of any other. There were some I mean, really. Go no, go ahead. There's smaller ones. Um, I forget what it was. It's like this magic based one that's kind of fun. Um, High Res Studios came out with one. Um, Realm Royale. Um, Cuisine Royale. Shoot. Yes, Cuisine Royale. Uh, there's some ridiculous ones out there. What's the one from Battlefield called? Um, fire something. Yeah, Fire something. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that, that one had a lot of potential, but kind of fell flat. Firestorm. Uh, Firestorm. I love Battlefield. Um, I played a lot of Battlefield 1. I haven't played as much Battlefield 5 because it's not as good as Battlefield 1. Um, But, yeah, Firestorm had a lot of potential, and I think they made it, and this is going to sound strange, but I think they made it too much like Battlefield and not enough like a Battle Royale. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I... It just it, something just didn't click for me there, but yeah, Battle Battlefield is a is a great game. Um, they came out with a bunch of Battlefields for this generation. There was yeah, they did <laughs> Battlefield Four, Battlefield Hardline, which I never played. Battlefield One, which is just oh my gosh, it's so good. It's a masterpiece. Uh, Battlefield Five, which is not so much of a masterpiece, um, although. Honestly, 
I don't know exactly what changed because it doesn't feel that much different than Battlefield 1. I think Battlefield 1's setting is just a little more compelling. Because I'm no one yeah. has ever seen a World War One first person shooter. Um, I think another thing that this generation saw the rise of is the it gave birth to a new genre of games, which is um, what the battle royale kind of video game. It, it, it's like the battle the battle royale genre is kind of like a subgenre within this one, which is the games as service. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so so like you you release a base game, um, and you give it enough room to continue to build upon it as time goes on. So um, they treated Battlefront Two as such. Obviously, Fortnite, PUBG, Destiny. Destiny was the big one, very successful. Destiny, Destiny Two. Um, you have. Um, the division and the division two kind of this game to service. Um, you had the um, the failure from Bioware that it, names escapes me right now. Anthem. Uh, Anthem. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some other kind of games as service that kind of pop up to. Uh, I can't think of any at the minute. Um, uh. One, I can't. Um, um, I mean, there's games that are trying to be games of service as well, but it's just uh, Marvel's Avengers. Yes, Marvel's Avengers. Um, yeah, those are all the big ones that come to mind. And Brian, I could be a little off base here, but. While, yes, this came to a rise and was popularized this generation, they've been around for a while. So, I mean, with yeah World of Warcraft and other MMOs. Um, I guess I should say games as service on consoles. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I think once, it hit, once things like that hit consoles, they become very popular. Because more people have consoles than um, gaming PCs. Um, although, might be evening out nowadays. Um, the games of service, and here's what I wanted to say about games of service. I think it doesn't bother me as long as the game itself doesn't have a high entry price so like if it's free like fortnite or apex i'm more inclined to buy a battle pass for a season those 10 bucks than if i was playing destiny which i think destiny either is or is going free to play but it is it's going free to play there there's also one more that was free to play that's very similar to Destiny. This name escapes me right now. Warframe? Yes, Warframe. Yes. That, that's excellent as well. Um, kind of thing in the same genre. Yeah. If 
if the entry cost is low or free, I'm more inclined to throw money towards it. But if I'm paying 60 bucks, like for Marvel's Avengers, for example, and then I have to buy a battle pass, and then et cetera, et cetera, I have, like, it's just not as compelling to me. Um, I yeah. think games of service should have, should be free to play from the beginning or, you know, very cheap. Um, like I've heard Marvel's Avengers has a really good campaign, but I'm not interested in the multiplayer component. I, I don't think those kind of games of services it's, I mean, it's trying to compete with the destinies and the divisions of the world. And those kind of games don't, like, I tried The Division, wasn't big into it. I tried Destiny, wasn't big into it. I'm just not, I'm not a fan of, like, that MMO-like, you know, the shared world, shared experience. Oh, Fallout 76. How yeah, can we another, forget that? Another, another failure. Um, I, to my knowledge, you don't really play any of the the ones that aren't battle royales, correct? Yeah, no, I don't. And you know what's interesting that the games that I, in my mind, would be perfectly tailor made for this, aren't doing it. Sports games. Yep. The, why why aren't like EA, NHL, whatever, Madden, why aren't these games doing that? Because the annual release is too tempting. That's why. It makes them more money to do annual releases. That's really what it is. And sports games are one of the few genres out there that exist that have to have annual releases. Like we get a Call of Duty almost every year, but they're made by different companies. So it's not mm -hmm. quite the same. But with the sports games, we have to have an annual release every, every single year. It's very strange. They could yeah. do it. They could. And I think people wouldn't be so mad about the microtransactions in 2K if they took off the the cost of entry. Yeah. You know, the 60 bucks. Um, and just call them seasons. I mean, that's what that's what most other things are doing. Like Apex is in season 6 and I'm loving it. Um, yeah, so that's like kind of the good and the bad from this generation. Some of, I'm, I, I kind of want to name a couple of my favorite games from the generation yeah. and I'll let you do the same. Um, I mean, Breath of the Wild, one of my favorite games of all time. Um, mm. we haven't even talked about Nintendo really at all this episode, but switches. Uh, nah. <laughs> I feel like we've talked plenty about switch in the history of voice. Yeah. So you guys know, we love it. Um, apex. I can't say enough about apex. It's probably the game that I put the most time in ever. 
Um, I really enjoy uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Mm. Um, I talked about Battlefield 1 a lot. I really enjoy that. Um, you know, I I named my top four games of the generation on Twitter the other day, and I left one out. I should have exchanged it with something, but I can't remember what the game I should have exchanged it with was. Um, so that's not helpful at all. Um, really like Mario Plus Rabbids on Switch. Check that out. Yeah. Um, PUBG, great game, incredible game. That's all that's coming to mind for right now. Um, they weren't really... I mean, something that made me kind of sad about this generation is that there weren't really any huge RPGs that, like, sucked me in, like Fallout New Vegas or Skyrim did for the previous generation. Yeah. Um, I mean, Breath of the Wild is not exactly an RPG, but it's not not an RPG. Adventure um, game with RPG elements. Yeah. Um, so that is the game that the single player game that like sucked me in, and I just couldn't put down. Um. But yeah, Brian, what are what are some of your games of the generation? Yeah, I mean, I got to the Switch party a little bit later, so um, for me, Breath of the Wild is up there. Um, I've really enjoy playing breath of the wild um animal crossing is also up there for me um really really enjoy playing that PUBG, the witcher 3 mm. um sekiro shadows die twice which one game of the year in 2019 very good game highly recommend if you haven't played it and like playing kind of these diff- very like difficult punishing games um that's up there for me um i'm trying to think of of any others that are specific to this generation that i i got to sink some time into um i think I didn't get to play a whole lot of God of War, but I did play some, and it was and it was very good. It was very good. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's just kind of a few there from me. Um, some of my some of my favorites, and I'm sure that you know, two weeks later when we're doing a different episode, I'll think of one that I can't believe I left out. For those you know, speaking of Sekiro, we didn't talk at all about Soulsborne games. We and did like, their like rise to prominence. I didn't even say Jedi Fallen Order. I love that game. How's that not on my list? It is now. <laughs> there you go. Um, one of my, or actually multiple of my students love Soulsborne games and I also love Soulsborne games. Yes. Yes you do. And <laughs> I've been told by said students that if I like Jedi Fallen Order, I need to play Sekiro. 
and I don't believe them. <laughs> and I'm not going to play it because Jedi Fallen Order is the only quote Soulsborne game unquote that I will ever play because I like Star Wars. But there's but there's so many good Soulsborne games. So many good ones. So many. <laughs> Caring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think Sekiro is excellent. It is a very, it's a very fun game, a very well polished, very good experience. Like from a video game standpoint, it is very difficult. That's one of the things about that's one of the things about Sekiro is that it is a very difficult kind of like punishing game, but it's very very good. So I. I love playing it. Um, yeah, you know, I, I've been told that the appeal of Soulsborne games is trial and error and getting to the point where you get good yep. at the game. And you know what? If I'm not good from the beginning, screw that. I get too frustrated. The, were you good from the beginning in Dead of Fallen Order? Because some, some of those sections in that game hard it's true and you know what i wasn't but i was willing to persist because star wars um <laughs> wait till jedi fall in order to and that'll be the next or whatever it's called that'll yeah. be the next quote souls born game unquote that i'll play um that's you know what? Not even a souls born game it's a souls light game but whatever yeah you're right it's a souls like <laughs> um you're you're right thank you for correcting me wisecoss.com slash your dash wrong um before we get into 20 questions real quick, I, I have a game in mind. Let's hear a word from our sponsor. Not my case study. That's not what we're looking at. Not my homework. That's definitely not what we're looking at. Um, I pulled up the wrong document. <laughs> oh, Bryant, do you like being entertained? Yes. Do you like movies? Yes. Do you like being able to listen to podcasts? Yes. Boy, do I have the thing for you. Weiss Camera Action has officially left the concept stage and is in full development. Each week, my brother Alex, my friend Will, and I will be watching a movie from either a series or a director's filmography, reviewing it and ranking it. That being said, it's official. The first series we will be reviewing is Pirates of the Caribbean. So, we will watch one each week, review it, and rank it. The show lends itself to lots of banter and comedy, so be sure to catch it really, really soon on podcast services around the globe. I'm just kidding. I don't know if this... I'm no, I don't even know if this is ever coming to, to fruition. I'm not going to lie. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It, it, it is. It's coordinating schedules. You know how it is. It's, yeah. it's, it's a whole thing and a half. Um, but, but this week... I have a game for you to guess. Didn't I guess last week? Yes, you did. I mean, if, you, if you're really excited about it, I can guess. I has one. Okay. It's here in front of my eyes. Okay. You're you're really excited about it? I'm I'm all about initiative, Bryant. And you know what? Was this game released before January first, twenty ten? Yes. Was this game released before January 1st, 2000? 
No. Was this game released before January 1st, 2005? No. All right, sweet. Um, is this a PlayStation console exclusive? No. A Nintendo console exclusive? No. Is this game an exclusive? No. <laughs> or is this game developed in America? Yes. Okay, um, let's get some genres going. Does this game, oh, is this game played from the first person perspective? Yes. Okay. Was this game published by EA? No. Is this game an RPG? No. Okay. Is this game a shooter? No. Okay. Um, first person perspective, not an exclusive. Well, I say I say first person perspective. The perspective doesn't really matter for this game. Interesting. Is this game a handheld? No. Okay. Welcome to Wisecast where the points don't matter. That's right. The points are just like the perspective of this game. Yeah. Um... Was this game, or wait, sorry. Is this game published by Bethesda? No. Is this game a puzzle game? No. One more than a hint. Is this game... Oh, was this game well-received? Yes. Okay. Hit me, please. Hit the, me one more time. The secret to getting this game correct lies in knowing what its controller is. If you can figure out the controller, you'll figure out the game. Oh, my gosh. Has a sp- it's not a console exclusive. Apparently, has a special controller. Perspective mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Is this a music game? It is a music game. Okay. Uh, part of a series. Yes. Did this, oh, can you be a part of a band in this game? No. Okay, good, 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 good. Um, 
trying to, I think I know what it is, but I'm, I want to ask one more question. Okay. Um, this is a good one, by the way. <laughs> is this game the last in its series? No. Really? Oh, no. Like the specific one that I'm trying to get you to guess, you're asking, is it the last one in the series? Yeah. Is that what you're asking? Or the latest one in the series? No, it's not. Freak. <laughs> so this is this game Guitar Hero Live? No, because that's the last in its series. Yeah, I know. I just couldn't think of anything else. Yeah, it's it's just Guitar Hero. <laughs> Wait, so Guitar Hero? Guitar Hero Live was released in 2015. Uh-huh. The original Guitar Hero was released November 8th, 2005. Oh, I'm so dumb. I forgot about the whole years thing. Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was on current consoles. I, I know. I just completely forgot about the whole year thing that's my wow technicalities huh that that one hurts that was a good one that was a really good one i thought you had it when you're like is it a music game i was like he's got he's got dj hero <laughs> rock band yeah guitar hero and you're like can you be a part of a band i said no <laughs> and i was like all right that eliminates rock band <laughs> folks the sound of me losing must mean it's about the time for Weisscast to end. You can find me, your host, Aaron Weiss, on social media. I, I was thinking podcast services for a second, and Around I was like, that's not right. The globe. The globe. <laughs> um, find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Weiss is Right. Uh, Bryant, where can they find you? Find me on Instagram and Twitter at BKStinson08. This has been a very special episode of Weisscast. Folks, if you liked that, please consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Weisscast. Help keep the lights on. Um, we will be doing episodes very similar to this in months that have five weekends. Um, so obviously this month had five weekends and we want to continue doing things like this because sometimes there's not news. And we will like to record episodes anyways. So if you enjoyed that, please um, share with your friends. Uh, subscribe. Hit the bell icon. I don't think there's a bell icon. But um, enjoy this outro song that I haven't chosen yet. And let me know how it is. Waluigi time. Peace.